Now, this morning I want to talk to you about about uh, holding on to your God-given visions and dreams. Holding on. And uh, as we're going to be in Matthew chapter 19 in just a moment, but, you know, as we've been uh, doing this series, we've been talking about it's been quite personal. And, um, you know, I thought after one more week, I'm going to start talking about Tanya or, or, you know, Rob or somebody else, you know. But uh, I just want to continue in the vein that we've been talking about um, personal turning points in my own life and how God led me. How many of you got a story to tell? How many of you got words that God has given you and, and just transformed lives as a result of God just giving you a word? God is so faithful to meet us right where we are and give us exactly what we need to get us to where he wants us to be. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I want to just um, begin this morning by telling you another story about myself. I got saved at the age of 22, at the prime age of 22. And um, after I got saved, I just began to serve God faithfully as best as I could, as faithfully as I knew how. And uh, as I began serving God, I began observing around church these godly families, these husbands and wives and children who were who functioned as a family, who who hung out as a family, who the parents paid attention to the kids, sewed into the kids, made their kids a priority. I just saw a godly family operating right before me. And as I began to see that, I began to get a vision and a dream in my own life, who was at the present time single. I began to get the vision and the dream that one day that I would get a chance to have a family, a godly family, that I would be one day be able to marry a wonderful woman of God who was interested in the things of God, who would who would uh, who would serve God with me and raise up a godly family. Amen. Come on. How many of you can receive that? But, you know, over the next few years. I had a number of, uh, of friends that I was serving alongside with in church. That got engaged to be married. And I can't tell you, I think I lost count after five. But I can't tell you how many of them that they got engaged to get married. And they called me up and told me the good news. And they said, hey, listen, I wanted to know if you would serve in my wedding. And I said, sure, be glad to serve in your wedding. But after a while, I got to admit to you, I started getting discouraged. Because a few years had gone by now and my friends were getting married and I was still single. And uh, I remember being in the shower one day, getting ready to go to a wedding of one of my friends. And thinking, God, I don't want to serve in the wedding. I want to be the groom in the wedding. I want to be the man of the wedding. And I was just, you know, had one of those cry outs before God. God, have you forgot about your servant, Todd? Let me remind you, my name is T-O-D-D, Todd Maynard. I think you forgot about me. I'm waiting, Lord. And honestly, I was beginning to lose all hope. 
That the vision and the dream that I had of getting married and having a family was vanishing away. And I was beginning to lose all hope that it would ever come to pass. And then to make matters worse, I was in my devotion time one morning and I came across this verse of scripture in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 12. Some are born as eunuchs. Some have been made eunuchs by others. And some chose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. Oh my goodness. Verse 12. Some are born as eunuchs. Now I don't know if you know what that means. But it's someone who has the God-given gift of being single all their life. After reading that verse, I got further discouraged. And I began wondering if the reason I hadn't been married yet was because I had been given the gift. Come on, are y'all out there? And then another part of the verse got my attention in verse C or 12C. And some chose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. And then I got to thinking, God, please don't ask me to stay single all my life for the sake of the kingdom of God. Lord, I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. But please let me get married. And so I went from being discouraged to being very depressed after reading a verse of scripture. And listen, I started giving up. On the vision and the dream of ever getting married. Come on, you ever been there? Have you ever got so discouraged that you gave up on your dream? On your vision that God had given you? Come on, am I talking to the right people out there? Have you ever gone through so much and gotten to the point that you just totally gave up on the whole envisioning of God ever working a great work in your life. That's who I want to talk to today. I want to encourage you today. Listen, I want to encourage you that you don't give up on God's vision and dream for your life. Don't give up. Don't give up on the thing that God has given you. What is a God-given vision or dream? You know what it is, I believe? It's whenever you receive a strong desire. Or a spiritual picture in your heart of what God wants to accomplish in your life. And I want to tell you, God has constantly given us pictures. He's given us visions. He's given us, he's given us examples of where he wants to take us and what he wants to do in our life. God gives us visions. Remember when Joseph had those dreams, they were out in the field and they were, and they were tying up sheaves in the field. And Joseph got this vision. His sheep stood up. And his brothers who were out there. Binding up sheaves with him. Their sheaves bowed down to his. So he told them about it. And they said, wait, what are you saying? And then he got this other vision. That the sun and the moon and 11 stars bowed down to him. He's like, man, I got this vision. And even his parents saying, what are you saying? That you're going to rule over us? God, what was that all about? God was giving Joseph a picture of what he wanted to accomplish in his life. 
You remember, remember Abraham. God brought Abraham outside and, and said, look into the stars and go ahead and count them if you can. And God said to Abraham, hey, listen, this is how many descendants you're going to have. Abraham didn't even have a child at the time. Joseph didn't have a chance of being the leader of his family at the time. But again, God gave Abraham a vision and a picture of what he wanted to accomplish in his life. And can I tell you this morning, God wants to give us all a fresh vision for our life, a fresh dream for our life of what he wants to accomplish in our life. He wants to give us a picture of not where we are, but where we could be, where we could go. Are y'all with me out there? And I want to encourage you to dream again, to let God give you a fresh vision and a fresh dream for your life. In John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. But I've come that you might have life abundantly. Listen, you can never dream. You can never have great dreams for God until you first fully are convinced that God loves you and that God wants to bless your life. And every day, our circumstances, our situations, and things that people do to us tries to remind us that God does not love us and that God doesn't have a big plan for our lives. But I'm here to tell you, God does love you and God has a great plan for your life, regardless of what you're facing right now. Come on, are y'all hearing me out there? 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. Listen, God has a magnificent plan for our lives. Do y'all believe me today? Do y'all believe that God's word is true today? See, I believe that one of the things that, that this message is about is to try to stir your faith and get you out of unbelief or doubt. And once again, believe God to get out of that rut you're in. Come on. Are y'all out there? Are y'all hearing me today? Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Let me paraphrase that verse for you. God has a plan to transform somebody's life into a great man or woman of God that at present don't feel like a great man or woman of God. Let me, let me paraphrase that. God's got a plan. To deliver somebody from some bondage or stronghold that right now is totally controlled by that bondage or stronghold. God has a plan. He's got a plan to heal somebody of some major disease whenever all, all the natural messages says you can't. God says you can. Dream. Have a plan. God wants to do something great. God wants us to enlarge our vision. He wants to give us a greater vision, a greater picture. Some have not been dreaming big enough. You know, we're saying, listen, I'll be glad just to be in the chicken coop. If it's Christian chickens. And God says, I don't want you to be in the chicken coop, man. I want you to sow with the eagles. Are y'all following me? Are y'all tracking with me? Say, God, I want a loaf of bread. And God says, I want you to own the store. Amen. Say, God, I just want freedom. And God says, I want you to have more than freedom. I want to use you to bring freedom to others. Amen. Some are just believing to get blessed. And God says, I don't want to just bless you. That wouldn't be good enough. I want to bless you so much, sore that it starts spilling out of your life. And those around you get blessed. Amen. God wants to bless us. We need to enlarge our vision. 
Isaiah 54, 2 and 3 says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Spare not. Lengthen your cards. Strengthen your, your pegs. For you will spread out abroad to the right and to the left. And your descendants will possess nations. And they will resettle the desolate cities. Listen, you know what the Lord was telling Israel? Enlarge your vision, Israel. Enlarge the place of your tent. He was giving them a prophetic word that was about to change their life. He's saying, listen, stretch out the curtains, man. He's saying, listen, lengthen your cards of your tent pegs. I'm about to take this little pup tent that you have, and I'm about to make it into a circus tent. God wants to do a great work, a big work. Do y'all believe that? How many of you desire for God to do a greater work? A bigger work in your life. Can I encourage you to stretch out the curtains of your faith? Believe God to do more this year than ever before. Say, man, Todd, I'm just, I'm just hoping, like Chris was talking about, I'm just hoping to have a better year. Well, come on, don't stop there. Come on, don't stop there. Come on, don't stop for just having a better year. Not as many problems as last year, please, Lord. Come on, let's pick up our faith a little bit. And let's believe God to deliver us from our problems and give us a banner year, a banner year, a blessed year, a favored year. I believe we need to set our sights a little bit higher. Lengthen your cards of expectation. Strengthen your pegs of persistence and perseverance. Decide that you're not giving up on your dream. You're not giving up on God's destiny for your life. You're not going to give up because you've had setback after setback. You're not, you're not going to lay down and give up on serving God because you've had problems. Come on, rise up, woman of God. Rise up, O oh man of God. You can be blessed no matter what everybody else does because God's favor is on your life. Come on, let's rise up and let's not get discouraged and let's go after. Persistence and perseverance is required to realize God's dreams. How many of you know that? You got to keep knocking. The Bible says in Habakkuk 2 and verse 3, the vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. It seems slow in coming. Wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. You know what Habakkuk is trying to remind us concerning God's vision for our life? He's reminding us that the vision is for a future time, but don't Give up. Be patient. Believe God. Even in the face of adversity, even when eight people get married and you're still single, don't throw in your dream. Amen. When you're believing for financial breakthrough and you get more bills coming in, don't throw in your dream. Believe God that poverty is going to be broken off your life. Amen. Whenever you believe in for a healed marriage and it seems like it's going the other way, listen, don't throw in your dream. Come on, believe God. Trust God more than you ever have this year in 2014. Because I believe God has some great things in store. We're at the gold line. And the enemy's got his biggest blockers in the way. But come on, you got a, you got a great quarterback that'll jump right over those blockers. His name is Jesus Christ. Come on, are y'all with me? Are y'all, are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? You know, I was just so blessed and, uh, you know, uh, Anthony, where's Anthony? I saw Anthony. Anthony, why don't you just stand up for just a second? This is Anthony Koniak and this is, this is, uh, Kelly. They're engaged to be married. They're going to be getting married on February the 1st. That's not this Friday, but next. And I'm privileged to marry him. But listen, I, I just want to tell you their story for just a second. You know, I was visiting with him today. Anthony's been here in the church for about 13 years at least. 13 years. 
Kelly's been here since day one, like she was born on that pew right there. Practically, she's been here forever. But you know what? Listen, Kelly told me when I was visiting with him this week, when she was 14 years old, we were doing a, 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 a program called True Love Waits in the old auditorium. Remember that, honey? True Love Waits. Just like they're doing right now with a purity series with the youth. And we begin talking about, listen, if you're young, you're single. Listen, God has a special mate for you. Don't settle for the enemy's mate. Get God's mate. Keep yourself pure. Believe God for a godly mate. Believe God for a godly family. All that kind of thing. Listen, she was 14 years old. I don't want to tell you her age, but she had to wait 21 years. Twenty-one years. Twenty-one years. But you know what? We're going to kill the fatted calf on February the 1st. Anthony, he waited. He kept himself. He trusted God. Listen, there was a lot of years, I'm sure, they felt like giving up. But I want to encourage you. The enemy wants us to throw in the towel on our dreams and God's vision for our life. But don't do it. Hold on. Amen. Hold on to what God has for you. Now, let me tell you the rest of my story. It was a cliffhanger. You've been hanging for a while. Let me tell you the rest of the story. I was reading my Bible again one day. Now, I've been noticing that turning points came in my life as I was reading my Bible. Note to self, read your Bible. Amen? Psalm 37. This verse was on my groom's cake. Psalm 37 and verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him. And He will do it. Now when I read these verses, all of a sudden hope and encouragement came back into my heart. I I started binding up the spirit of a eunuch. (laughs) Amen. Verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. I said, I wonder what desires mean. So I looked it up. It means petitions, prayers, requests, the longings of your heart. And I thought, wait a minute. The greatest petition and desire of my heart is to have a godly family. And God infused me with hope. He infused me with encouragement. I tell you, you know what God is faithful to do? To come alongside of you whenever you've discouraged and infuse you with hope through somebody, something, mostly the word of God. Amen. And so I thought, wait a minute. The Lord spoke to me through this one verse of scripture. And all of a sudden I began to dream again. I was encouraged to dream again, to have a vision again, that one day God would bless me with a beautiful wife, a godly wife. And I would be able to get married and have a godly family. Psalm 34, 7, 37, 4 became another turning point verse in my life. Amen. Now, I can't remember the time frame, 
of when God showed me this. But one day, Tanya saw me, fell in love with me. And, uh, and shortly thereafter, we got married. And we have a beautiful daughter by the name of Olivia. Amen. And we're going to be celebrating our 20-year anniversary before too long. Amen. And I'm so grateful to God for His blessings and His favor. Amen. Listen. What I'm trying to say this morning is this. Dare to believe God to fulfill His visions and dreams in your life. Hold on to your vision and dream. Don't give up. Amen. And let me encourage you while you're holding on. There's going to be some obstacles you're going to have to overcome. Like Joseph. Listen, when he had that vision, it wasn't like he had the vision and then there was the the palace. There was a position of authority. It wasn't exactly like that. Jacob, I mean, Joseph had to go through obstacles. One of the obstacles he had to overcome was rejection. Remember, as soon as, as soon as Jacob received, or Joseph received the vision and he shared it with his brothers, his brother said in Genesis 37 8, his brothers responded, So you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Listen, if you stand and believe God for his visions and dreams to take place in your life, I can promise you one thing. You're going to experience rejection from other people. They won't understand. They won't understand what you're trying to do, what you're trying, where you're trying to go. And they will laugh at you. They will reject you. You can't become a sold out man or woman of God without somebody laughing at behind your back. Without somebody trying to make fun of you, telling you you're ridiculous. Whenever you fast and pray and believe for a breakthrough, I'm telling you, somebody's going to misunderstand what you're trying to do. You know, but listen, rejection comes from the outside and rejection comes from the inside. Sometimes the rejection comes from right on the inside of you. It says you're not worthy for God to do anything in your life. You, God don't love you. God, God don't love you enough to bless you. You're not good enough to get those blessings. That's for other people. Come on, it's the enemy's job to try to talk you out of it. You're going to face rejection. But we must recognize where rejection comes from. The spirit of rejection will make you feel like you got to stay in the back of the crowd and never come up to the front and get your healing from Jesus. The spirit of rejection will make you think that God's blessings for everybody else in life, but yours. Amen. But I'm telling you, the Bible says in Ephesians six, we fight against we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities. How many of you know we're in a spiritual fight? Amen. And we need to remember that Jesus took our rejection when he hung on the cross. He took our rejection. He took the power of the enemy so that we could be confident before God that God does love me. He wants me to be blessed and I can believe him for that. Amen. A second obstacle that that Joseph had to overcome was despair, depression and discouragement. Do you remember after he had the dream, he didn't go to the palace. He went to the pit. The Bible says in Genesis 23, 37, it came about when Joseph reached his brothers. They stripped Joseph of his tunic, his very colored tunic that was on him. And they took him and threw him into the pit. You know what the pit is? The pit represents those deep, emotional, dark times in your life. The pit is the place of despair and discouragement and depression. And you might be there right now. But I want you to encourage you to cry out to God. 
Because God has an amazing way to get you out of the pit. He has an amazing way to get you out of the rut. Amen. I like what Psalm 40 in verse 1 says. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry for help. And he pulled me out of a horrible pit of mud and clay. He pulled me out. How many of you know that the Lord can pull you out? He can pull you out. Sometimes we're on the, we're on the gold line. And we're ready to get a blessing from God. And here comes the opposition. Here comes the rejection. Here comes the enemy's attack. And we want to give up. God's saying, listen, don't give up. Cry out. Don't give up. Cry out. Don't give up. Cry out. Keep crying out, as Chris was saying. Keep crying out. God will hear your prayer. God will hear your cry. How many of y'all believe that this morning? That God will hear your prayer. How many of you have been in the pit before? And you cried out to God. And God took you out of that pit. Let me see your hand. How many of you have been in that rut before? You've been in that dark place in your life. And it didn't seem like you could go forward anymore. And you cried out to God. And God heard your cry. And God took you out of that pit. God is a God who delivers us, delivers us out of our pits. Amen. The third obstacle to overcome is the obstacle of temptation. Remember, remember, uh, one of the one of the challenges that Joseph was faced was the temptation. What is temptation? It's the enticement or imitation to break God's laws and do things your own way. And how many of you know you could try to make your vision happen? You could try to make your dream happen. There'll be counterfeits that come along. But I want to encourage you. Hold the hold the line. Don't give in to the temptation. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, Therefore, let him who, who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. No temptation has overtaken you, but just such is common to man. Listen, a common problem every man faces is temptation. The temptation to do things in your own way. The temptation to turn from God and go do things in your own way. We will all be tempted to do that. But if we will overcome the temptation, don't you think Kelly had temptations? Don't you think Anthony had temptations along the way? Don't you think they had opportunities? Don't you think that the enemy sent some nice looking guy Kelly's way that was just, that tried to woo off her feet, but he was, he was a wolf in sheep's clothing. Come on, are y'all out there? Don't you think some sweet girl with big old eyelashes came, come blinking at Anthony and say, it's me, it's me, oh Anthony. Don't you know the enemy's best? He's coming your way and he's going to try to get you to go the way of the world. But don't you do it. Hold the line. Amen. Hold the line and continue to believe God to fulfill your vision. And last and finally, we must overcome the obstacle of allowing our priorities to get mixed up. Keep your priorities right. It's essential in really realizing your dreams. One thing Joseph was careful to do was not mix up his priorities. What do I mean by that? Joseph never let his dream become greater than his relationship with God. He never sought after some great blessing of God more than he sought God himself. How do I know that? The Bible says in Genesis 39 two, the Lord was with Joseph so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of the Egyptian master. Remember when Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him? And he said, no, I'm not sinning against God. What, did, what was Joseph saying? God is most important to me. 
God's, my relationship with God is greater than anything. You could keep your vision. You could keep your dream. You could keep your blessing. You could keep your, your honey, honey. I don't want your honey. I want God's blessing on my life. Amen. Don't give in. Don't give up. I believe Joseph realized his, his vision because he, might, he made a priority of his relationship with God. You make a priority of your relationship with God and God will help you to realize your dreams. Now, let me tell you the rest of the story. Are you ready for the rest of the story? The part of the story that I left out early was the conditions that the Lord showed me in those verse, in those verses. Let's go back to them for just a minute. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, the part we like to focus in on and meditate on and, and do the Greek Hebrew study of is he will give you the desires of your heart. But God says, here's the promise, but here's the condition. Delight yourself in the Lord. Verse five, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. The promise and the condition. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. Delight in the Lord means to accept all your happiness to come through him and seeking him. So he said, you know what he said, Todd? You need to just get happy with me. You need to get happy with serving me. Whenever getting married and having a family becomes bigger than me, you got a problem in your life. Keep me at the center of your life. Keep pursuing me, delighting in me, serving in me. I know just the girl for you, and I know how to get her right in the front of your nose, and I know how to give you 20-20 vision where you don't overlook her, and you see right through what my plan is. Your responsibility is to keep me first. Commit to the Lord carries the idea of rolling a heavy burden off of ourselves and on to another person. The Lord wants us to roll our dreams and our visions onto him. Amen. Don't be don't begin serving your dreams, serving your vision. Serve Jesus Christ. Serve Jesus Christ. Delight in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And then so then I said, well, Lord, what if it's your not your desire is not for me to get married? Don't worry about that. I'll change your desire. That's it. Well, Lord, what if your desire is not for me to get married? I'll give you the grace for you to not do that. And praise God, I never got the grace. Amen. I, I never got the grace. How many of you believe God wants to bless you greater than you ever had before? Come on, how many of you believe God has a great vision for your life? A great blessing for your life? Come on, listen, sometimes we've been so beat up in life and the enemy has been whispering in our ear and telling us enough negativity that we finally said, you're right, you're right. Why should I expect anything good from God? Let me just lay down right here and suck my thumb. Let me just lay down right here and cry myself to sleep. Come on, wake up, get up off of the floor. Get your thumb out of your mouth, figuratively speaking. Don't let the enemy lure you to sleep. Rise up, warrior. Rise up. 
soldier of the Lord. Rise up, man of God. Rise up, woman of God. You got everything you need to get through this problem that you're dealing with right now. God is on your side. And you and God make a majority. It don't matter who's coming against you, what people are doing to you. You and your God are going to make you through. Come on. You got the biggest lineman in the world that is at the goal line and say, just follow me, baby. We're going to go through the line and we're going to score the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Would you stand with me? Let's pray. Come on. How many of you stirred today? How many of you have faith today? Come on, there's some single people in here. How many single people we have in here? Come on, maybe this whole message was just for you. Come on, don't let that guy that comes prancing around you try to turn your head. Look at his Bible. If it's not worn, watch out. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Can I paraphrase that? Charm is deceitful. Handsomeness is vain. A man who fears the Lord, he shall be praised. Amen. Come on, some of you, you don't, you're married already. Now you're just trying to stay married. Come on, Paul said when you get married, you're going to have some trouble. How many of you, how many of you believe Paul was right? How many of you believe, yeah, Paul, you were right. You were right. But how many of you also believe it's worth the trouble? It's worth the trouble. Amen. It's worth the trouble. Amen. Come on, let's lift up our hearts right now. Come on, dream again. Dream again. God's invested a lot in you. God's deposited a lot in you. He don't want to waste that. Come on, you might, the enemy might have convinced you that you're a nobody. That you're a failure. That you're a misfit. That you can't expect anything good from God or great from God. Can I encourage you today? Believe God once again. Trust God once again. Hold on to your faith. Come on, believe God. Come on, God has a great blessing in store. Come on, God wants to do something great in your life. I believe God has a greater blessing than you've experienced so far. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered the heart of man. That which God has prepared for those who love Him. I believe that for you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that God, you would release your grace over this congregation today. Lord, let us not look at the grasshoppers in the land. Let us go in and take the land. God, give us faith to go. Give us faith to stand. Give us faith today to not give up or give in. Give us faith today to be strong in the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. Some of you are discouraged today. Some of you are discouraged. You're in the pit. God's wanting to pull you out of the pit. Come on, let's ask God to release His, His pit delivering grace today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray. God, I've done my best to encourage this body to hold on to the dreams and the visions. And the desires that you've placed in their heart. God, I pray today through the foolishness of the preaching of the word that God, you would use this, these words to encourage lives and break discouragement and depression off of people today and fill them with hope. I pray in Jesus name. Jesus name. Come on, you receive this message today. 
Come on, how many of you believe in God for great things in 2014? Amen. Come on, let's just thank God for the blessing even now. Thank you, Father. Lord, we're delighting in you. Come on, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Amen.